You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Something fell on me. <laughs> oh, it's in my nose. Oh, oh God. Okay, let's deal with that in a second. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to another episode of X. <laughs> my name is Zach. My name is Joey. And it's a podcast where we dig deep on your favorite video games. And oh, it's everywhere. Oh, what is this shit? Warp goo. War- oh my God. Warp goo in my hair. Warp goo. Uh, okay. Well. We're, I guess we're here in chemical plant zone, so yes. uh, let's go, let's run through here quickly, but uh, before we do that, Joey, we need to clean ourselves off. This is gross. Did you bring the inner space towel the, that we can just take with us? Yeah, it's in the uh, the space trunk. Okay, great. Let's pull that out, and we'll be right back after we clean ourselves up. Welcome back, everybody. Hey. We're feeling fancy fresh. Yeah, playing Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania on the Chemical Plant Zone. Yeah, uh, zone we two. Just went, yeah, we just went through the whole chemical plant. Yes, and it, the whole thing. And I realized what was everywhere because it's uh, it's pretty much everywhere here. 
Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. So let's talk a little bit about what we went through. Um, so Chemical Plant Zone, it's really, it starts off fairly similar to, you know, any old Sonic level, but quickly goes into, you know, you know those that moment in the original Sonics where momentum just kind of takes you, and yeah. you just fly through the screen, and uh, you just... You don't really touch anything, and you're not really, like, playing the game. You're just more experiencing it. Yeah. Like, watching Momentum at its finest. Uh-huh. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Sonic. That is true. Uh, they do have to have their little... This is kind of like a set piece. Because I wouldn't really say you're actively doing anything during it. Right. In fact, you're kind of act- actively discouraged from doing anything. True. It's kind of like uh, in that movie, The Emperor's New Groove, when you know <laughs> he kind of like bumps into the Emperor by accident. If you if you pull back on the throttle, it's gonna be like you threw off my groove. Yeah. <laughs> and like you, you always want to, cause like it's like, what if there's like a secret area or something, you know? That's the thing. But if you throw off the Emperor's groove, you his go- bodyguard throws you out of the window while you're screaming sorry. <laughs> it's a callback if anybody remembers that movie of course you do it's a good one it was a good one i don't remember it though i should watch it again oh man next time you're here we'll watch it up i, I yeah. love that movie one one of my favorite david spades nice. um but the i guess there's a mechanic i would i guess i call it a mechanic because you have to use it to progress so the mechanic in this game that they uh kind of put in sporadically it's not quite like uh, so i'm a bit conflicted because i i like the word mechanic for things in like a Mega Man game where uh-huh. they kind of introduce a concept and then immediately after kind of test you on that concept but this is kind of like just a mechanic that it's not really requiring so much of a test so it's just kind of like a thing a, a right. game element almost uh-huh. game element that's that seems like a good word yeah, so the game element in this stage is the Lucky Pipes. The Lucky Pipes, nice. Which I'm, I'm calling it the Lucky Pipes, because you have to just pick, pick a direction and hope you luck out that you went the right direction. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of, I don't know. I don't really like luck-based anythings, luck-based yeah. mechanics. Same. Like, I hated luck-based minigames in Mario Party. Yeah, except that one that was, like, all luck. You just choose, what was it, Day at the Races? Okay, Day at the Races is an exception <laughs> because yeah. I ha- I think of it like horse racing and it's kind of yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you just place drink bets on it and then you have a great night. Yeah. Man, that was a lot of fun. Um, But, yeah, this isn't anything like that. It's kind of just you pick up pipe and you just end up somewhere and, Hope that it's the right way. Or, yeah. I mean, like, it's not going to take you backwards. It's just one path might be a little easier. Right. One path might be a little harder. And you can't yeah. really assume that up will always take you up because the pipes curve around. Yeah. Um, and if you but end I, up going... Yeah. Yeah? Sorry, go no, on. go on. No, I'm just keep going, keep going. Oh, God, our Canadianness is showing so <laughs> much. <laughs> no, no, after you, please. No, no, after you, sir. After you. Um, so... I guess the thing that I have a problem with is that if you end up on the lower path because of the lucky draw, you end up in this viscous muck, which yeah. I guess was called, um, what, what was it? Uh, warp goo? It up. Warp <laughs> goo, but, oh, in the game it's called Mega Mac. Okay, yeah. So you end up in the Mega Mac, which slows you down a ton, because being underwater is not good for Sonics. Um, and then on top of that, they make you do incredibly precise platforming under there. Yeah. With those, like, Which stairs. Which is, like, so not a Sonic thing. No, it's awful. Why did they <laughs> even do that? Like, yeah. I get that sometimes, like, original Sonic did have platforming sections, and the first Sonic, yes, this is a perfect homage to it where it had that, but sometimes things are best left in the past because it's not fun. Yeah. Like, I get that you want to, you know... Oh, guys, like, look, we got Chemical Plant Zone, and it's perfect, and it's the exact same thing as you remember. But you know what? You remember when you were a kid and you could deal with that shit, and you didn't have a fucking conniption? 
every time you had to wait for it and be underwater, yeah, you don't have that kind of patience anymore. No, I had that same issue then. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, when I was a kid, I had all the time in the world. <laughs> exactly, I wanted to keep playing the game. That's true, that's true. But I had all the time to just kind of dig into it like a ton yeah. Yeah. as a child. And now it's like, well... I mean, that's kind of counterintuitive to the name of our podcast, isn't it? So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that still fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> but uh, there is a little, like, take notice kind of game element, again, that they show you quickly how it works, and then you can actually jump onto it. It's the platforms right. that flip pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like it looks, it looks like a platform, but they kind of rotate around uh-huh. to like kind of drop you down. So there is a little piece, uh, depending on which lucky path option you've chosen, you'll see this at different times. But uh, the platforms will kind of just fall out from underneath you, and you you'd fall if you weren't on if you are on it. But it shows you this prior to you actually being able to hop onto it, so you have a sense of how this works and can realize that, oh, this flips upside down, I probably shouldn't be on it when it does that. <laughs> right. So, Common so sense. Pre- yeah, so I appreciate that they kind of throw that out there in the beginning, and just like, oh, hey, don't, oh, take it easy, buddy, don't rush on this. You you might want to take a second and just analyze the situation. Oh, okay, you already went, okay. That's cool, whatever. <laughs> That's cool, whatever, I, I threw that in for you, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, I put a lot of effort into that. <laughs> I mean, Sonic's all about going fast, right, baby? We're moving fast. Yeah. Um, but we're not actually moving that fast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. All right. We made a promise in the last episode we were going to go faster, so I'm going to do that. Go fast, fast, fast. Keep going. Come on. Um, it's the next so... thing. Come on. <laughs> Damn it, I'm reading my notes. <laughs> Stop laughing. I can't. <laughs> It's genetic. <laughs> uh, so it sporadically uses the mechanic where it basically flips over on itself multiple times throughout the stage, but not consistently enough that you would, as a player, remember or have it grilled into your mind that, you know, this is a game mechanic. More so, it's a game element. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would see it once and then be like, oh, cool, that was a thing. And then it throws like, a bunch of other things at you, but then it uh, brings that back. And not yeah. like a serious way, but again, like a, hey, this is another game elementy kind of thing. Remember this? And like, oh, yeah, kind of, I guess. You yeah. threw a bunch of other stuff at me, too. <laughs> um, but it's not to the point where it's a mechanic where, again, it's like hyper necessary to understand it. Because these sections aren't long enough to mandate that you learn it. It's more just a very small part of a platform. Right. Um, the main mechanics still kind of apply. Yeah. Uh, but then you kind of speed through here and make it to the mini boss. Oh yeah, the amoeba droid, as it's called, from what I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's a robotic satellite. Uh, this uh, enemy will submerge to gather the uh, mega muck, mega mac clusters, uh, which eventually pop and create tiny mega mac satellites that satellite the satellite. Satellite. Come on, faster. Come okay, on. right. <laughs> got distracted. Um, it's a pretty easy takedown, honestly. Uh, once it pops, you just don't stop wailing on it. <laughs> uh, oh, honestly, that's good. Thank you. It kind of reminded me of the Thunder Slimer from Mega Man X. Yeah, just, uh, I was thinking minus, the same thing. Yeah, just minus the electricity. Yeah. Um, and uh, some of the fun. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's just one man's opinion. Um, but that would be Act 1 here. But yeah. I but... want to do a quick Internet Backstory. Internet Backstory. Yeah. Internet Backstory. And I'm going to go fast. There's not a okay. ton here. And I want to make do sure it. we get through everything. All the right. Amoeba Droid has the Amoeba a... Droid. Has yes. a. <laughs> okay. okay. You're not helping. <laughs> uh, there's the echo again. Uh, there's a red X underneath and in front. 
of the Amoeba droid. Uh, probably not the best design choice, considering I'm sure Sonic sees that red X and says, I wonder what that's supposed to do. <laughs> I'm sure that's how Sonic talks. Never mind, it's more like, yeah, I remember how this is good. Chili dogs, woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's how he talks, right? You know what to do. I remember he's like Urkel-ish, like, excuse me. Wait, wrong guy. <laughs> you mean from the uh, show? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he was voiced by Urkel, right? Was he? Yeah, in the, like, the other, there were two <laughs> uh, Sonic TV shows. The one with yeah. that crazy-ass intro and the good one. Um, yeah. <laughs> the good one had them, like, freedom fighting in the forest, and that guy was, that Sonic was voiced by Steve Urkel. Yeah, no uh, way. Jaleel White. Cool. Yeah, so more ELO. Um, trivia about the Amoeboid, Amoeba droid. Uh, it's similar to the Ice Ball battle from Sonic the Hedgehog 3. And uh, if you're in a super state while you're delivering the final blow to this droid, while it's still coded in the Mega Mac, the player will revert to the normal form and take damage immediately before the machine explodes. So, sucks to be you! Guy who figured this out for the trivia I'm reading. <laughs> and a uh, quick note here. While not listed in any instruction manuals, the internal files in the PC release of Sonic Mania do refer to this boss as Amoeba Droid. That's why I keep calling it the Amoeba Droid. Uh-huh. Yes. And that's all I got for Internet Backstory on the Amoeba Droid. Internet Backstory. Cool. Nice, and much like this game, we're just going to lay right into Act 2. Uh, and they have this beautiful shift in music, which kind of, yes. adding in this, like, the sting of the police siren there in the beginning, really <laughs> kind of shifts the tone from Act 1 to Act 2. It seems a little bit more dramatic, a little more... Yeah. but equally like, as danceable. Equally as danceable, if not more danceable. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it might be more danceable. Yeah, it might be. Whenever I hear police sirens, it makes me want a boogie. Mm. <laughs> That's why I'm no fun at the police station for the police officers. <laughs> True, you kidding. You're the most fun. Uh, thanks, buddy. You too. Um, so we're going to, yeah, so I think it adds a bit of, an element of tension almost. Because it's mm. like, imagine from like a storytelling perspective, you have that shift in tone to adding in some kind of police siren where the music gets a little bit louder, a little more boisterous. It kind of makes you feel like, oh, shit, I got to get moving here because something's right. happened. Yeah. Pay so, attention. Pay attention, right? Shit's going to go down. Keep and your shit wits most, about. Yes, and shit most certainly does go down because they fucking kick it into overdrive in the game elements for this section. Oh, yeah. Like, holy shit. All right. I'm going to just kind of go down the list of mechanics that they just kind of hit you with one after the other in this stage. Mechanic number one, pretty soon after, boom, we're making flubber. <laughs> we're making it. We're injecting so you, it. Yeah, you you jump on these gigantic, comically-sized drippers, uh, which put in chemicals Yeah. Okay. into the Mega Mac, which uh, make it more viscous and jello-y, or yeah. flubber-esque. As, <laughs> as the word is, is to me, um, which makes Sonic jump higher, or Tails, yeah. or whoever you're playing as. That's fun. Um, yeah, and it makes it a lot more interesting in stage traversal, because, you know, you put in uh, maybe one dropper, you go, like, medium height off of bounds, yeah. but you put in the other one, you go flying. Yeah, adds a whole vertical element to the level. It's like when Robin Williams put the flubber on his on his basketball sneakers and played the basketball game is really good. Oh shit. 90s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in a 90s bubble. You got to get me out of it, Joey. In a 90s flubber. I keep, I keep hearing, "Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on." Hey now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to get out of here. Uh, the next mechanic is flubber walls. No, I'm still stuck in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically this mechanic comes pretty soon after the introduction of the other one where Sonic will stick to this flubber-esque elevation thing um, and ride it all the way upwards to help him advance in the stage yeah uh, which is a very cool idea yeah I, 
I like it a lot. Quite. Mm. Do what? Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> it makes upward momentum kind of look cool. Yeah. Yeah. But Sonic Sonic's really good at making forward momentum look cool, but upward momentum. Yeah. Now that's cool. Now he's stuck to the wall. <laughs> Don't remember, kids. Do not stick your pet hedgehogs to the wall. They will not like it as much as Sonic does. Anyway. Um, and then as the stage progresses, you're forced via the two prior mechanics into seeing this one final mechanic or game element. I keep calling them mechanics. They're game elements. The game element. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, uh, I guess, I don't know what to call it, but like, like the Helix Riser? Seems like a good one to, good name. What, the thing that you stick to? No, no, the other one, where you're like inside a double helix. Oh, Yeah. And you get, like, kind of upward, shot upward. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to call it. I'm calling it the, the Helix Riser. That sounds Helix good. Riser. That sounds like a fighting game. It sounds right? pretty epic. Okay, we're calling it the Helix Riser. So you get forced by uh, bouncing off of the jo- the flubber jello onto the flubber walls, which takes <laughs> you to the Helix Riser. <laughs> yeah. These are all technical terms, so do not forget <laughs> to write those down. <laughs> um. So it'll help you rise up into the air with this beautiful little stylized helix kind of uh, surrounding you and popping you out, literally just kind of like, damn it, the noise didn't probably come through. There we go. go. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't Paul. (laughs) I was going to ask Paul to put it in, but that's okay. Um, So yeah, then these mechanics, it's, it's kind of like boom, 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 like one after the other, just like game element, game element, game element. Check out this cool shit we wanted to put in. Yeah. Which just makes it all the more, like, interesting that they have this huge dichotomy in the game design from the first act to the second, because clearly it's like, first act, we just lifted what was originally there for nostalgic purposes. And then the second act, they were just like, well, we can't do it again. Why don't we just make our own? And then when they do that, they make it way better. Oh, yeah. Like, I I get that you want to... Uh, obviously have that nostalgia because Sonic fans are rabid for the nostalgia, but having the progression and gameplay and mechanics and all that shit just crammed in there kind of just shows that the game designers themselves were like, holy shit, we get to go nuts on this stage that we love. How can we make it better? Yeah, yeah. And then they did, and they fucking nailed it. It's really cool. Right? It's really cool. Uh, so these mechanics honestly just come together so well. Um, yeah. Uh, what else here? Joey, is there anything else you want to touch on here? Uh, bonus games, I don't know. I want to save bonus games for later. Alright. I feel like when we're starved for things to say, we can talk about them, but okay, we yeah, have so we've much got, to go We've through. got a lot. Yeah. Speaking of which, are you ready to talk about the boss here? Alright. Oh my god. Joey, it's probably the coolest boss I know, in this uh, game. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so first off, or in spoiler like any alert, game ever. <laughs> yes. So spoiler alert: if you haven't played Sonic Mania and you want it, you want to be surprised by this boss. Pause here and skip ahead. Like I don't know, two minutes, three minutes. I don't yeah. know how long we're talking about it, but uh, pause here so you're not spoiled. All right, I've given you fair warning. Spoiler alert. Okay, so the boss here is the Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> That's so cool. It's a game of fucking Puyo Tetris. Yeah. I love Wait. it. <laughs> they, they just put a full-on secondary game within their game. Yeah, it's amazing. Exhibit would be so proud. Every boss should be, like, a game within a game. That's so genius. Right? It's such a smart idea. Yeah. It's... It's like, hey, remember how you're so used to just kind of these fights normally? Yo, you gotta play a pla- uh, you gotta do a puzzle game now. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. A puzzle that. game in Sonic? That's so weird, but awesome. Like, I know. Oh my god, that would have been so fucking nuts in any other game. Like, Mario just has like a pinball game in the middle of it that you have to get a high yeah. score. Yeah. That would nice. be friggin' nuts. But this is so well implemented, um... All of the mechanics from a normal Puyo-style game are here. Uh, you have to, in case nobody's familiar with Puyo, it's a puzzle, 
puzzle-ish game, like similar to Tetris, but the way you clear lines isn't by having uh, a full line of, uh, of Puyos. They need to be stacked or connected four of a kind. Yeah, and, uh, like Dr. Yeah, Mario. Yeah, like Dr. Mario. Um, but it's really, really fun. Uh, boss, honestly. And just little notes that I have here while I was kind of paying attention to the, uh, to the minute details. When you move around the pieces, uh-huh. kind of say I want to go left or right or switch it, anytime you move, Sonic's animation changes. So he'll move or animate in the direction that you have to be right. moving the Puyos. Yeah, yeah. It's very so intricate. Not, yeah, it's not, he's just not a static little sprite there that can that happens to be moving. He's actually working in tandem with your actions. Yeah. It makes sense, because, like, you are Sonic, so, like... Exactly, right? So it's kind of like, that level of detail and care, yeah. I, I appreciate that. It really shows that you give, that you give a lot of shits. Yeah. Um... And honestly, for some pe- for like a, a company who has no prior experience in making a Puyo game, you did a really good job, Christian Whitehead and, and other friends. You did a really <laughs> good job. Nice. Um, and then after you beat him at his own game, uh, you have ostensibly beaten Chemical Plant Zone. Yeah. Done. But, yes, but I have so much more to talk about here. In this boss because we have a long internet backstory. Internet backstory. Yeah. Are you waiting for me to finish? Or? <laughs> oh no, keep going. <laughs> Alright, I'm done. In an interview with IGN, the lead developer of Sonic Mania, Christian Whitehead, explained that the Mean Bean Machine boss was the most complex boss to create, since it was essentially a game within a game, and had to research the rules and replicate it into Mania's engine. Uh, He described the boss's design as a really dumb input generator, but with the assistance (laughs) of programmer Hunter Bridges, they were able to create robust gameplay experience of it, and has featured a separate unlockable Mean Bean Machine mode. Uh, Yeah, while Whitehead did not expect the Sonic team to approve of the Mean Bean Machine boss since it was under a different license, uh, the Sonic team actually thought it was funny and helped to implement it. (laughs) So that is pretty friggin' cool. Um, And then a bit of trivia here. Uh, the Mean Bean Machine utilizes the signature gameplay style and elements from the Puyo Puyo series and the spin-off Sonic the Hedgehog title, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Uh, its name is borrowed from said game's title, or perhaps the titular Mean Bean Steaming Machine, which I am not familiar with. Uh, this boss also features a remixed version of the track Final of Puyo Puyo, Puyo slash two-player versus. It was also the theme of Satan slash Dark Prince from the Puyo Puyo series. Okay. Um, if the player collects 21 medallions in Sonic Mania, they will unlock the Mean Bean, which is the minigame based off of this fight, uh, where the player plays a best-of-three match against a computer or another player. Um, on the official Japanese website for Sonic Mania, this boss battle was hinted as a surprise ending to the Chemical Plant Act Zone 2. Uh, Zone Act 2. <laughs> uh, which was definitely a surprise. Um, I first time I played it, I was just like, "What the hell?" Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and a little note here: while not listed in any instruction manual, the internal files in the PC release of Sonic Mania have many sprites file. So, sorry, sprite files under the CPZ file path, uh, Chemical Plant Zone, that have the abbreviation MBM on them. Uh, like the data slash sprite slash, uh, yeah, he's just naming bin files, uh, okay. which most likely refers to the Mean Bean Machine. Uh, additionally, the soundtrack for this boss in the DA Garden of Sonic Mania is named Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> Interesting, nice. right? Mean Bean Machine. Yes, but this was such a cool boss, and I am so glad that Christian and his team ended up putting it in. 
Yeah. And that's all I got for Mean Bean Machine Internet Backstory. Internet Backstory. Very cool. Nice. All right. So I guess we're going to move on here to the next zone, but uh, yeah. Joey, that? There's, a, there's a pipe that's open over there. Yeah. I guess that's, is that how Should we move forward? Do we go in it? Uh, yeah, I don't see any other doors. Um, the way we came in seems to be gone, weirdly enough. Uh, alright, can you fit in there? Yeah, I'm compact. You're right, you're very, you're a very tiny man, alright. <laughs> How about you go first, and then I'll follow behind, alright? Alright. I'm gonna try and jump in. One, okay. two, three. <laughs> okay, Joe, I'm a little stuck. <laughs> I'm a little stuck. Can you pull me? I'm stuck. Use the... Use Joey, the goo. I'm stuck. Use the goo. Pull use me. Work goo. Just rub the goo around me. Just rub the goo. Okay. Okay. Oh. Are you hard? Okay, I'm so good. Oh, okay. We'll talk to you guys in a second while we go. Okay, bye. Jeez, okay. <laughs> Man, that was a crazy uh, ride. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Uh, you oh, that manhole cover was that on here before? Okay, good. Good thing um, it wasn't here any, anymore. That would have really yeah. hurt. Sometimes things just appear. Huh. But yeah, uh, that was pretty wild ride. I can see why Sonic enjoyed it so much. <laughs> After I was all oiled up, I was ready to go. But, uh, Joey, yeah. where are we? Um, I don't know, but it's colorful. Ooh, I like it here in Studiopolis Zone! <laughs> Lights, camera, like action, the... baby! It's <laughs> kind of like Mega Man-y, the background. Mm-hmm, I like it. 
Um, and also the music. It's very jazzy, right? Yeah. Um, it's very... Actually, honestly, really love the, the track here. Yeah. Um, Super, like, catchy. Yeah, just like finger-snapping catchy movement. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. Oh, I love it. So good. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Studiopolis Zone. Uh, so there are so many signs. So many signs. So many references <laughs> and so many things that, Joey, yeah. I'm bursting at the seams. All right. I have to do an Let's, internet backstory right look. now. <laughs> internet backstory. I know, this is the fan first. We're doing a internet backstory for the stage itself. Whoa. Because there's too much shit to not talk about here. <laughs> All right. Studiopolis Zone was the first new zone revealed for Sonic Mania. Uh, coincidentally, Studiop Studiopolis is the name of the post-production studio that records voices for the Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic Boom series. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, that is some internet backstory. Right? Uh, the Studiopolis Zone features several signs and Easter eggs. I'm just going to run through a few of them because there's like 15 here. Um, <laughs> it has a sign that says Pink Bot on some of them. Uh, this is reference to the Pink Pine signs found in the first stage of Sega's uh, Streets of Rage game. Uh, there's also a train in the background that has the words Cope and CPU on it. Uh, these are references to the similar neon-colored words from the Spring Yard Zone in the original Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, cool. There are television bands with the words High Class and Hornet on them. This is a reference to the NR2003 Hornet from Sega's arcade racing game Daytona USA. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, the sound effect the Hornet vans use to transport around is exactly the same as those heard in Sonic's, Sonic the Hedgehog's spinball when a player enters doors. Nice. Um, one sign says lock-on technology, which is a throwback to the lock-on feature for the Sega Genesis cartridge for Sonic and Knuckles. Uh, one sign says good, great, awesome, outstanding, and amazing. Uh, this is a reference to the announcer from the Wii version of Sonic Colors who shouts the same words when they pull off trick actions. Um, one sign says, By the Mania, For the Mania, which is a nod to the catchphrase Takashi Izuka, uh, sorry, Izuka came up with in the development of Mania. Uh, another Ooh. says, To be this good takes ages. To be this good takes Sega. Uh, this is a reference to the tagline used for the Sega Mega Drive advertisements in the UK. Cool. Um, my God, there's so many here. Joey, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give you an opportunity. Tell me, give me a number between one and fourteen. Thirteen. Okay, well, I do. <laughs> Damn, I should have just chosen one. <laughs> okay. Dirt, no. Um, in act, sorry, no, no, no. The name Gallop Lotto on the lottery machines is a reference to the, uh, again, the NR2003 Hornet from Sega's arcade racing game in Daytona, USA. Um, cool. Let's, okay, there's so much more to talk what? about, but like, what time is it? Okay, I think we gotta move uh, on. Um, yeah, S speed it. I'll do two more. That's it. Okay. Um, there tweet, are. Tweet the rest, maybe. I'll tweet the rest later. That's a good idea. Uh, in Act One and Two, there are clapper boards containing the time that has passed in the zone, uh, and the Sega logo with the initials CW, CH, and PWG, which stands for Christian Whitehead, Head Cannon, and Pagoda Games West, the developers of this game. Hmm. Um. There's an advertising sign in the background where it's Club Spin Ages on it. This is a callback to the numerous Japanese arcade clubs under the title Club Sega. Um, the part Ages itself refers separately to the playable character with the same name from Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, whose name is a reference mm. in the past Sega motto. That was a sentence. Yeah. Okay, I gotta move on because <clears throat> we're gonna... 
blowout internet backstory this episode. But moving on, that was internet backstory. Internet backstory. All right, all right, all right. Okay, thankfully there's not a ton of mechanics to speak of in this first or in this first uh, act. A lot of the stuff we've seen before, kind of repurposed. But something I did mention before, the Hornet vans, or as I'm calling them, are you are you ready for this, Joey? Wait, are, are wait, ready? wait. Hornet vans mission. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, like, like, like transmission. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, right? Oh shit! Did I break you? <laughs> no, it's it's so good that it was it it, it was just so good, right? That is right. Genius, I need validation. Man. Genius. I need validation. <laughs> you are validated, my good sir. Thank you, my friend. Um, which basically will transport you to a new location via satellite pinging, which is kind of what I assume people who don't understand how satellites work thinks they work. Just like that. <laughs> a lot slower. They're radio. They look like circles, Gerald. They're going into space, and they're being sucked they, up they, by dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I end up with Jewish grandmother accent there, but... It's perfect. Thank you. Um, but, the, yeah, as I mentioned, the generalized mechanics of this stage do kind of stay the same, even from the last stage, uh, but with, like, a theater wrapper on them instead of a chemical wrapper. Yes. <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah like the, definitely definitely a big theater theme in this level yeah but the thing is like there's nothing really new per se gameplay wise that it's telling you about right. a lot of it is stuff you've seen in a similar vein um yeah which i'll go into later into act two here but just kind of keep it in mind it doesn't make it bad by any sense of the word it's just it's repurposing stuff you've already you've gotten used to Right. Which is fine, I guess. Yeah, if they were good. intending it to be like a mechanic kind of thing that taught you like, hey, this kind of stuff that shoots you this way or this kind of stuff that transmits you that way. Maybe in that way. But mm-hmm. um, I don't really have much else to talk about for this particular act. Do you want to move on? Sure. To the mini boss. To the mini boss. The Heavy Gunner. <laughs> who chases you in a chopper and uh, shoots a homing missiles at you. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Yeah, it's an interesting fight here because you have to deflect back the missiles that he shoots at you about four times to win. Um, yeah, and you get to, like, go fast and shit. Yeah, so the challenge here is that it's, again, another moving boss, but this one moving a lot faster uh, than the yeah. Death Egg robot. Uh, you're kind of running on a highway. Uh, the challenge here comes in managing... Uh, what the shape of the terrain is going to be when you're running, and the pattern of the missiles themselves. Right. So what I mean by that is kind of the missiles will come towards you and like on the ground level of the terrain, but the terrain's heights and uh, altitude will change as it goes on. So you'll need to kind of figure out how to time your jumps appropriately because momentum still applies. And the fact that you're moving kind of changes your your angle sometimes when you make a jump. So you might jump the wrong way. So it's all about managing uh, the changes in terrain alongside the pattern of missiles that come towards you. Mm-hmm. So it makes for a very interesting fight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I like this fight a lot. Yeah. It makes it like kind of a cinematic-ish style fight. Oh. I sense... Some theming. Oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I was genuinely sitting here like, what? Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I knew you didn't do that on purpose. Oh, thanks. Sometimes it just kind of comes out of my head without even me thinking about it. It's a natural instinct, you know? Yeah, it's the da- deep deep dad instincts in me. The dad jokes run <laughs> deep. Mm. Um, but speaking of bad segues, I'm moving on to Internet Backstory. <laughs> Internet Backstory. Just do it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the Heavy Gunner. Uh, let's jump right into his personality. Heavy Gunner okay. is like most of the hard-boiled heavies, an oddball. Uh, the hard, hmm. the Heavy Gunner is considered a loose cannon. 
quote unquote. <laughs> Who else loves uh, dad jokes? Apparently, these people. Uh, and is too erratic for his own good. Uh, due to this destructive behavior, he causes unintentional damage to property and anyone that stands in his way. Uh, the heavy, heavy gunner loves to terrorize the civilians of Studiopolis Zone with his helicopter. Uh, despite his spontaneous and destructive behavior, however, he still abides to the orders—sorry, uh, to the orders from the Hardboiled Heavy's leader, uh, the Heavy King, with no hesitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the other heavies, he wished to do harm to Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, whether it be by orders from Eggman or by his own chaotic nature. Um, dumping into the trivia here, the Heavy Gunner is the most prolific of the hard-boiled heavies, uh, being the only member to be shown publicly before Mania is released. All right. Uh, according to the YouTube video, How to Make a Bad Nick with Dr. Eggman, Uploaded by the official Sonic YouTube channel, the Heavy Gunner's weapon comically appears to be inspired by a pencil sharpener. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Um, And Heavy Gunner being described as a loose cannon is a reference to cop movies that often feature protagonists matching that description. Um, The Heavy Gunner is the only member of the Hardboil Heavies that serves as an Act 1 boss. All other ones serve as an Act 2 boss. Um, the Heavy Gunner is the only member of the Hardboiled Heavies that has never hit in the boss fight the first three times they hit uh, Egg Robos, and the last time uh, it actually hits the Heavy Gunner's helicopter and not him. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. He's never yeah. technically hit. Huh. Um, and, yeah. I and could go into, yeah. like, his appearance and stuff, but... Uh, he looks like a RoboCop. <laughs> and that's all I got for his internet backstory. Internet backstory. Cha-ching. Cha-ching-a-rang. Moving on to Act 2. Um, which, yeah. Which has you immediately facing a gigantic television with a laughing Eggman. Yeah, what's with all these Eggmen? I don't know, but he's really rubbing it in that you beat his robot. I guess. <laughs> Seems a bit... Uh, doesn't seem like the right uh, time to be gloating. <laughs> pick, your, pick your time and place, my dude. Um, but then it features... Uh, this particular act features more bouncing on balls and precise platforming on lighting fixtures. Yeah. Which... Uh, I don't know why these balls are a part of the level. I don't like them. You don't like them either, do you? No. I don't know. They seem useless. They're just kind of dumb. Like, you jump as high as, like, you normally would. Yeah. They, they, they just, they're just kind of a hindrance. Yeah. It's like if you're trying to navigate through a ball pit. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, God. But less fun. Yeah. It's like, but I could, like, move a lot faster if this wasn't here. And, like, all these children getting, keep getting in the way. It just slows me down. <laughs> How am I supposed to get to my burger? Um, but the lottery machine is back from uh, Casino Night Zone in the original uh, Sonic 2. Oh. Which is fun. That's what that is. Yeah, that's fun though, right? Yeah, totally. Um, and then again, the same thing as I mentioned before, uh, all the generalized mechanics are wrapped uh, in this beautiful little cinema package, again, theater style. And like, to give you guys an example for this stage in particular... Like, the pipe travel from Chemical Plant Zone is basically the blue cable travel in this one. Yeah. Like, granted, it looks different because it's packaged differently. One of them is just he's in pipes. The other one, he turns into, like, light and is transported. But the end game is still Mm -hmm. the same. He transports to a different section. The mechanic is the same. Yeah, like, you are jumping into a hole that transports you somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so it's the same mechanic just kind of wrapped in a different bow so to speak right different animation exactly but it doesn't make it bad by any sense of the word it's no. just not new right it's like if somebody just, yeah it's like if somebody re-gifted you something you gave in a do- different pack like wrapping paper yeah it's like <laughs> it's like, hey, I got you this I got you this book you wanted. And you're like, oh man, I've always wanted to read that. Thanks, thanks. 
And you're like, I also got you this. And it's like a completely different package. You open it up. It's like, oh, it's the same book again. <laughs> I mean, I, I like it. D- yeah, I really do. Okay. Th- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, again, it's not bad getting thing more of the thing you like. It's just uh, something I wanted to call out. Yeah. Because I, I don't really, there's not too much else to talk about in the stage yeah. gameplay design itself. Um, right. Because it doesn't It's a good change. way of putting it. Sorry? It's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, I like another thing also, like, there's the, like, popcorn machine that shoots you straight up. Yeah. Like, again, different wrapper, same thing. It's like the double, the helix riser from Chemical Plant. Both uh-huh. of them shoot you directly up into a new area. You both, they both go into a device. Yeah, yeah. Both of them take you upward. Both of them drop you at a certain spot. Right. Again, same dif- thing. Different packaging, same product. Yeah. So that's more what I do. You agree with me, Joey? I agree. Okay. I agree, Zach. And you get that I'm not like, I don't think it's a bad thing, right? No, no, but it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, worth mentioning. Yeah, it's just from a gameplay perspective, I want to call that out. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I guess we could just talk about the boss? Alright. Okay, yeah, let's talk about the boss. Um, let's do it. The Weather Globe featuring Chicken? <laughs> I don't know what to call it. It's the weather globe with a chicken in the background on yeah, television. Yeah, there is a chicken in the background. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe it's, it'll come back later. I don't know. I don't know, but now for some reason I want chickens to always tell me the weather. <laughs> just imagine just replacing a human being with a chicken just next to yes. a sign that says it's going to rain or something. <laughs> An animated, animated chicken. Yeah, would be even better. But it doesn't talk. It just kind of like stares and is like it points with its yeah. beak or something. <laughs> like <laughs> it pecks at the sign. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody's just like, no, t- don't, chick, don't. <laughs> it, it's the weather chicken. Somebody make this it's happen. How it's always been. <laughs> uh, it's passed down from generation to generation. The weather chicken tells us what to do. <laughs> great weather chicken tell me where to go uh but the weather chicken <laughs> reveals uh one of three different weather patterns that will pop up during this fight uh wind which basically will blow uh you upwards towards a set of spikes that are on the ceiling goddamn spikes uh heat which will set a burning blaze across the entire screen where you need to take shade otherwise you'll be taking damage uh, or lightning strikes, where three lightning clouds appear uh, to strike lightning onto the ground uh, in a randomish pattern. Yeah. Um, again, not too complicated of a boss once you realize what's about to happen because of said weather chicken. <laughs> but uh, a very interesting boss. Like it's not like the Puyo or the Mean Bean boss, no. but it's still a very interesting boss in its own right. Yeah, similar to, like, let's say the first boss, but with another mechanic. Yeah, like, I like having that, you, like, having a secondary thing you need to pay attention to to understand what's about to come. It's like a progression. Exactly, whereas, like, the first uh, Act 2 boss in Green Hill was, you just need to pay attention to the primary, which was Eggman and his robot. Uh, This one, you need to pay attention to the primary and the secondary, secondary being the chicken, the primary being everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of an evolution of that that fighting style. So it's very interesting, and I really like it. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Internet Backstory! Internet Backstory! God, you guys are getting spoiled today. I don't have so many Internet Backstories today. This is the most I've... I hope everyone is remembering all of this. This is the most I've ever done in one episode. Um, trivia here. Uh, the test card shown after defeating this boss is a callback to the live stream show, uh, shown during the Sonic the Hedgehog 25th anniversary event. Uh, the buzzing sound heard as the card is displayed 
is tongue-in-cheek reference to the sound issues that occurred during that live stream. Hmm. Uh, both the buzzing and test card are also likely to reference uh, reference when television programs are either on standby or experiencing technical difficulties. Um, if you if the test card is looked at closely after the boss is defeated, the number zero seven two two one six can be seen. Uh, this is the date that the event took place, July twenty second, twenty sixteen. Um, and the word Sega can also be seen on the monitor below. Uh, the sun symbol used in the weather forecast is reference to the similar symbol seen in the manuals for the Sega Mega Drive games, which was used to warn owners about exposing game cartridges to direct sunlight. I never got cool. that. Yeah, I don't. I guess heat maybe is. I don't know. It's like I'm not gonna yeah. put it under a heat lamp. Yeah, unless I'm some kind of sadist. Weird. <laughs> I paid seventy dollars for this game. Let's see what happens when I melt it. <laughs> um, in the game files for Sonic Mania, the weather globe is designated as the Weather Mobile, much like the similarly named Spider Mobile, which will be talked about later. Yes. And that's all I got for internet backstory on the Weather Globe featuring Chicken. Internet backstory. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's, uh, I think that's where we're going to call it today. Is that fair? Cool. Holy shit, we went through so much. Oh, my God. My, my, everything hurts from talking so much. <laughs> so, thank you guys again so much for listening to another episode of Xtreme. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we want to say hi to all of our new subscribers. We love you. What's up? Thanks for listening, and thanks for tuning in. Um, if you want to check back on other stuff, uh, feel, please feel free. We've played through a ton of other games. Um, other than that, uh, if you want to check out what we're doing on the social medias, uh, we have an Instagram, Facebook page, Twitter. It's the Xtreme. It's the Xtreme. Just how you remember oh, it. Oh, yeah. That's how you remember it. <laughs> yeah, from the Mega Man X uh, title screen. Yes. Um, it's the X. Or from our theme song now. Or from our theme song back in the day. Or when we first yep. started. Um, yeah. Yes, and if you want to get in touch with us also via email, you can email us at uh, it's the extreme at gmail.com. That's I T S T H E X S T R E A M at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys because we love our fans platonically, okay? Platonically, don't get the wrong idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, Except. No. Except for you, Joey. All, I love you for real. Oh, oh God. Oh, gee. Uh, but yeah, if you want to also do uh, watch us on Twitch, I stream on Twitch mostly every Thursday. I've been really bad because I'm moving yeah. soon, so my stuff's yeah. kind of getting packed up. So Generally every Thursday. Yeah, generally every Thursday. Once I settle into the new apartment and everything's good to go, then I'll be more consistent. But until then, I'll, I'll do what I can. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, and again, if you want to help us grow out this podcast and help us have money to pay our favorite uh, editor-in-chief slash favorite editing guy, Paul, thank you again, Paul. I didn't give you a... I haven't given... Have we given Paul, like, a straight-up shout-out? Uh, I don't know. We should. We absolutely should. We should, should. have him on, man. We Maybe. should, like, uh, introduce him to the fans. Well, we'll we'll talk to Paul about that, but... For now, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I want to thank him so much for being a part of the team with us and helping us edit all this stuff. Um, so, yeah, if you guys want to help us out by subscribing to our Patreon, uh, it's the Xtreme. I want to uh, see if we can get some money to start paying Paul. <laughs> because he's been doing yeah. this out of the goodness of his heart. Um, yeah, and it's awesome. And I, we're so grateful. So thank you again, Paul. You can put in, like, a sound effect here to, like acknowledge that you've heard us <laughs> or acknowledge your existence <laughs> to the to the fans yeah. um so yeah thank you guys again for listening we really appreciate it um and uh joey is that there's something on the screen here it says uh oh, it says uh 
Breaking news, flying battery returns? Yeah, you didn't hear? Uh, no, I didn't, but, um, I see a <laughs> airplane about to take off. I feel like that's oh, where we shit. need to be. We should get on it. Oh, okay, we oh, gotta no. run, you guys. We're the thing's okay. taking off. Okay, we'll talk to you guys next oh, week. Oh, shit, it's going. Go, okay. run, run! Let's go, let's go! Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Run! Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.